0: yo what's up nothing much we back here on uh this podcast i know we've been slacking well he's been slacking but we back with episode 15 so it's cracking and we about to dive into this joint because i don't even care how rob's been this week
1: i got a beer so i'm okay (laughs) this episode is not sponsored by guinness but i wish it was because that's all you drink go to the bar
0: Guinness. Go home. Guinness. Yep. Cup Guinness. Yep. All right, though. Let's see. Um first off, I want to say prayers out to the people who got injured in the Kyoto Animation Studio, uh, studio fire. About 33 people died, which is ridiculous. Hmm. Some 50-year-old man, I believe he's Damn. like 50 or 40, just walked in the building and set it on fire
1: oh I heard, yeah he was like dousing the plate right like he was dropping some liquid and then just lit it yeah they said uh, from what they know he's not a fan
0: of the studio or anything so we don't really know why he did that that's a little nuts but yeah rest in peace to them get the sad stuff out the way feel me but after that we got right into this gaming stuff dun,
1: dun, dun what are you staring at yo gaming's more your section
0: that's crazy because you're a gamer too i know i know
1: but you you've, you know more of the news and whatnot what's going on with gaming
0: well for starters sony says that they're going to be focusing a lot on AAA titles this year so expect more god of wars what's AAA? AAA is like the higher specific games like call of duty's a AAA title oh, okay a so AAA gotcha title. okay Need the sp- opposite of indie. Yeah. Or just lower
1: budget yeah. games. Yeah, just high budget. Okay. Cord- yeah,
0: that's exactly the thing about it. High budget. Um, rumors are saying that Bully 2 is in development, starring Jimmy Hopkins. I don't know who the fuck Jimmy Hopkins is. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Why you
1: not look this up before?
0: Because I want to stay... Tr- I'm keeping the same energy. I don't know actors, so I'm going to make Some... sure people know I don't know actors. 100% of the time. While he goes to look that up. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Jimmy
1: Hopkins is a character in Bully, dumbass. I didn't play Bully. Oh. I bet. Cool. So. So it's gonna be the same just, main character.
0: Alright, so y'all y'all probably happy about that, cause I know everybody liked that little kid. He was a badass. I seen my cousin play it like
1: twice, but like. It was a fun game. I, I played it way back in the day on my three sixty. I think. Uh,
0: did they also have a PS two?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was for everything.
0: Yeah, cause that's why I see my cousin playing it on. But man, I'll I'll probably give it a try if they do like a remastered with it as well. I was never a big fan of like trying to play the game. I know it was just like kiddie GTA, but yeah, essentially what it was. Still fucked up. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is going to have a more realistic feel when it comes to effects and animations and how the guns sound when they shoot at walls and humans. So. Mm-hmm it will be in a lot of dust coming off properly. It won't just be you shoot something and the bullet just gets lodged. It'll be... Uh, like it'll go through and whatnot. Yeah, stuff like that and then like the smoke that comes off of the gun or the bullet when it hits something due to friction and heat. That stuff's going to be a big factor into it. And 2v2 is coming back to Modern Warfare for online. I heard about,
1: yo, that's, that's going to be lit.
0: It looks pretty dope and it's good for people who don't necessarily like playing in big teams
1: yeah i can see myself playing 2v2 especially with like my friends yeah like well with you like i used to play online with my xbox friends but then like i, I stopped because yeah. everyone started playing like all the different games i didn't like and like uh team deathmatch or whatnot. but i was like doing 2v like the best is when you had six friends and you did like three v3s or 2v2s so so I know people are going to be hyped for that. I
0: remember in uh, Modern Warfare 2, people used to use 2v2s for uh, uh, boosting. And it was funny. That's oh, how people yeah. got the levels up yeah, really yeah. quick. <laughs> After that, we got Nintendo Switch Lite coming this fall. Priced at 199 It has no detachable Joy-Cons and cannot dock to the TV. So it is honestly a useless piece of junk unless you're getting it for your child who wants a really big DS. Because that's all it is to me, in my opinion. Or if you just don't want to spend $300, you can get a Switch. Except for it doesn't really switch. It's just a handheld Nintendo now. Good job, Nintendo. Cuphead is getting a series coming to Netflix.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that. That's going to look really cool. Because I'm pretty sure they're going to make sure it's true to the game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be similar to the game. And it's going to still be in the uh, same um, animation. Uh, styling. I love it, it is directed towards kids. It's not going to be, like, super mature. So it is directed towards kids. But it's the content that they're going to, like, the jokes that are going to be in it are going to be, like, um, enough where adults can, like, find funny as well. So I'm looking forward to it because I like those old school.
0: I can see it directed towards kids. I just, I. it's probably, they probably know adults are going to watch it anyway. That's probably what it is. But, like, that game is not for kids. No. Like, it's looks colorful and stuff for kids but you play that they're gonna get frustrated um just like every lego game yeah exactly which you know i i'm still stuck on lego marvel
1: bro they're they're so hard i got out the intro mission
0: and i just don't know what the heck i'm supposed to do once you get the city nope only one i think like batman ones are simple because you actually just go level to level star wars no
1: those are still hard as well
0: star wars ones are the most simple those are usually level to level um microsoft working on controllers for xcloud that you can use with your tablet and smartphone which is really cool because that means you don't have to if you don't have an xbox controller you can just buy these attach them to your uh ipads or iphones or androids and just have a little portable controller with you it's like two little joy cons that you stick on it and they have buttons attached to it which is dope as hell and oh, that's
1: what that image was i saw an image online and i was like dude what the hell are they making that, i couldn't figure it out because i didn't that. like read the article or anything it was just like a photo and i was just like the hell is this
0: All right. public trials for the x cloud will be in october so keep your eyes out on that and how to get to it once they announce more about it later on in the coming months shout out to apex legends for finally, for being the game that makes other games understand that we need a ping system. I believe Borderlands is going to have a ping system now.
1: Define ping system.
0: There's something all the way over there, and I want you to know about it. So I put a little pin drop oh, okay. in the map, and like it glows until you get there. Heard Fortnite had, had added it. It was so useful. I'm happy that they did that. Shout out to the grandma that beat Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess in 755 hours. That's a little nuts. What? Um, I forgot how old she was, but she was a pretty old. I think she was like in her sixties or seventies, and she beat a Legend of Zelda game after an extremely long time. And I think that's really that's pretty funny. Really, really dope. Spider Man is the best selling superhero game currently, which is really crazy because it's only sold on PlayStation, yet it outsold every Batman game which still are the best superhero games, if you ask me.
1: I haven't played the Spider-Man game, but I'll argue that Batman Arkham series is one of the best. It is. It really is. And that's it for gaming.
0: On to release dates for any uh, for this month's of games, which will be DC Universe Online for Nintendo Switch. Comes out August 6th.
1: Goddamn Wolfenstein.
0: Wolfenstein <laughs> finally comes out july 26th fire emblem three houses for nintendo switch comes out july 26th and marvel ultimate alliance 3 is out by the time you hear this podcast you can go get it it's for the nintendo switch only this year though but it still looks dope techie news or you know as we call it apple and others
1: apple and other news
0: apple released three new 15 second trailers regarding iPhone privacy and it's actually pretty cool I just think they're really nice simple trailers just pushing out there that yeah we care about your privacy guys while everyone else is out there selling data we want to keep yours safe even though they keep finding little plot holes in between every update of some type of security flaw Apple plans to support Apple exclusive podcast soon which means like Spotify has, Apple will soon start to actually pay people to work under them to house podcasts for their specific app. Pretty cool. They're kinda late on it though, I ain't gonna lie.
1: They had podcasts up there for the longest time, they just didn't know what to do with it. Apple is still the reigning king of like being late to the party, but also bringing something to the party and being like, yo you'll never guess what I brought and like make it seem like it's like no one's ever had it and everyone's already had it and like they're all next to like the next thing but Apple's like no no no. but mine's at least prettier you know yeah like, like
0: that was face scanning for them yeah it was like yeah we made Even, like, face the emojis scanning so and simple stuff
1: like that like the the Amazon had where um the um, bitmoji or the emojis like you can talk and then like mm-hmm um it moves its mouth or whatever and then now like apple has it they're like whoa and they're like bro they had it for quite a while now but we added a bunch of colors you can customize yourself you can turn yourself to an
0: alien and we have cute pandas and
1: now like Samsung has like the dancing now it's like a full body <laughs> like all right <laughs> full-blown avatars at this point rumor that apple will have a foldable
0: ipad by 2020 with 5g and nope i do not I, want nope, it don't want it for once in my life i do not want an apple product i want it i'm just gonna buy a mac i not I, I don't like the foldable thing nope it's kind of stupid to me um our excitement for the apple card has increased and then it decreases but it's still there and i say that because apple released when i first wrote this note apple released ios 12.4 beta um five and everyone was like oh yeah finally that's gonna be the last one hopefully they drop that and then the Apple card comes out and now they're on beta six which usually doesn't happen for Apple so people are a lot of the people who are beta testing it they're assuming that they just wanted to get the very last little things out smooth it and then they're gonna release everything but sadly, there's a couple reports that saying we shouldn't expect the Apple card to come immediately with the update, which is also exe-
1: uh, upsetting. Just give me my goddamn Apple card. Like, bro, we're ready to run up our card. I don't think anyone's as excited. Well, no, I definitely believe there are people excited, but I think we're like, not as us. we're probably two of like top 10% of who are actually like super excited for this thing. It's just... Dude, I still get genuinely mad when people have brand new iPhones and don't use Apple Pay. It's like, like, oh, you can Venmo me. I'm like, but you don't have Apple Pay. And They're like, no. I'm like, so you gotta admit, I'm, I'm about to throw away your after phone after you got introduced to Apple Pay a little bit. You, it started yeah, but, growing on you. Well, here. yeah, no, I I like it because like when I first got it, no one had it, and then like my dad has it, you have it, so like people that I mainly interact with have it, which is great. But then, oh, yo, it's just like the other day where um, my sister just bought me, um, well, she bought my plane ticket for me, but, mm. like, because I was at work, so she bought it for me, and then I had to pay her back. And she was like, oh, you can Venmo me. I was like, you got Apple Pay? And she was like, no. Deadass, for a quick second, I was like, I ain't going to Texas. Mm-mm, <laughs> mm-mm. Just, you can cancel Fight. the flight. Why you don't got it? How you got an iPhone and you don't got Apple Pay or you don't use it? people And should- she got the 10X. Not even like she got like a seven or an eight. Come like, on
0: I don't I just don't understand why people don't use the features that come with your phone. You spend right. so much money for it, and you get a free debit card. Especially something that's like essentially a wallet. Like, yeah, and it's actually pretty secure now. Like when they first made it, there were a couple of things. I know people who had money randomly coming out of their account, but Apple fixed that drink quick. They heard a couple of reports. And like, no, 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 no. We plan on doing financial stuff in the future. Let me fix that. Yeah. But yeah, so hopefully, 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 if we are lucky, we may see the Apple card as early as the first week of August. If not, it's definitely in August. That's my prediction. I don't think they're going to wait that long. They said summer, and honestly, if they wait till the end of August, that'll be a real fucked up summer.
1: Like, wouldn't you want people to spend your credit card? Yeah, but it's just in time for the like the new holiday season, so it's okay. They too. But I'm just saying, maximize your profit. Apple disabled walkie-talkies due to a
0: privacy concern Uh, I guess there was a little backdoor hacking going on through it or people were are you able to listen to and make uh, FaceTime calls kind of like that one issue that someone had it was like if you call someone and they decline it and then if you call them right back you can still hear them some weird stuff like that so they disabled it but they're gonna update the watch and everything and fix that very soon Instagram to increase how it filters unwanted content, such as violence, hate speech with a new policy, which can get your account banned pretty easily. So if you're one of those people who make uh, trolling accounts, be careful because you might get banned forever. Forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Movies. Movies.
1: I'm oh, sorry, trailers, do you want to do news? We can do news first.
0: Uh, I have one which would be Hellraiser, which is already getting a movie reboot, is also getting a TV series, possibly.
1: What's Hellraiser? I feel like I know that, but I don't.
0: It's a horror movie about the people who come
1: from hell. They're like literally the torturer, the person who hangs you is that up. The movie with the guy and he has like a metal triangle head. Uh, that's not that's Silent Hill. Nevermind.
0: You ever you know who Pinhead is? He has a bunch of pin sticks yes. in his face. Yeah, that's Hellraiser. oh uh, okay. Yeah, that movie. There was a part in that movie where someone had to eat shit. <laughs> it was kind of nasty, but I still love that movie for some reason. I do. But yeah, if anyone's a Hellraiser fan, they might get a TV show. And I actually can't wait for the new reboot. I I just... Hellraiser's not scary. It's just stupidly great. Tony Todd, the dude from Candyman, had a really funny negotiation about a bonus of $1,000 for every sting during the B scene in the movie. And he got stung 23 times. Which is... Extremely funny to me. I get. I think that's a good deal. If you're not allergic to bees, a thousand dollars per, for bee sting, twenty three stings. That's pocket change for him, right there.
1: I mean, it's it is worth it though, because bee stings, like, because that was on his face, right? Yeah. They, yeah. I don't, most of no. it was
0: on his face. Um, and something that actually angers me, even though I gave up on these Disney movie things, the live actions the new Mulan movie is not going to have any of the classic music in it, and it's not going to have the dragon Mushu.
1: I understand the whole not singing. Me too. I don't like singing. Because they want to make it like, well, like the Lion King, I understand the singing. Like when when it's a cartoon, I get, but when they're like redoing it, I think Mulan's like the one movie where it's okay not to have the singing because you're trying to tell like a a genuine story. Yeah. Um, that's
0: not a musical anymore it's just a movie yeah like I, I don't like and Little Mermaid if they take out the singing I'm not gonna be mad cause it had singing in the cartoon but I don't yeah. think like them are to have singing
1: in live yeah, action yeah actually that's also one like I think like Little Mermaid if they did singing like one or two songs I'd be like okay I get it But then at the end of the day, if they weren't to, I'd be like, okay. Because then it makes more of kind of like a dramatic and you're more like invested into the movie, Mm -hmm. I feel. Some people like musicals and that helps them, you know, that's... I say it's for Lion King
0: mainly because I feel like out of all the Disney movies, Lion King literally lived off of the singing. Yeah, that and like Jungle
1: Book. Yeah. But like, yeah, Lion, Lion King, like, the songs... Were actually tied into the movie and the songs itself had like meaning to it and whatnot. So, um, but speaking of Lion King, they, um, they were saying how Lion King is on Rotten Tomatoes, at least it's on the threshold of rotten and fresh, like, cause the colors are very bland. Yes, it looks phenomenal cause the animals look great, but then there's like the animals don't have any emotions. So it's like, it's weird. Um, they don't really have like a character to them and apparently not much has changed from like the original mm-hmm. so but yeah, uh, Josh Brolin wants to, who plays uh, Cable in Deadpool 2 wants his own solo movie in the MCU and uh, I'm okay with that I love that,
0: I mean we could, it would properly reintroduce him but in a sense of the MCU now if they ever want to merge him with the future stories. That's one X Men that they can easily have without issue. Um, and actually, his time travel can s- explain a lot of yeah. other things. And also, it could be great for introducing Deadpool in the future. They can start off with Cable and then do Deadpool. That's later. actually really true, yeah. Uh,
1: the gentleman who created The Mask, the original movie had Jim Carrey back in the 90s, um, is teasing a reboot with a female lead which I'm kind of getting tired of everything being remade with females. It's just like you take a classic and then you want to create an all-female cast. Um, I mean, like, just look at Ghostbusters. They did an all-female cast and it ended up being god-awful. I don't know about Oceans 8. I heard it, it wasn't really comparable to the original Oceans, but at the same time, it's just like, I get you want to create a movie and like, Again, you want a woman in the lead role, which is fine. Just be original with it. I'm tired of just them remaking it with a female cast. Like, I I don't know if they're still making the Expendables with, like, an all-female cast. But, again, just just be original. That's all all I want. Um, But if they do do this movie, I want... um, I think her name is Kate McKinnon. She is on Saturday Night Live and... She was one of actually the Ghostbusters and she was actually one of the very positive things about the female um, Reboot of Ghostbusters like if I I think if any female actress could do portray that role and uh, compared to uh, uh, Jim Carrey, I think it's Kate McKinnon so uh, Joker movie uh, the Todd Farlin, I think his name was the creator or no the director of The the Joker movie um, I think his name is Todd Farlan.
0: Oh, okay. I'm thinking of the uh, Spawn dude who's also oh, Todd wait. something. Oh, yeah.
1: No, the tar- Todd Farlan might be Spawn. Spawn. Todd. Yeah. Ah. The dig- uh, director of uh, The Joker came out and said that The Joker is. Um, he doesn't follow the comics. This is like an original adaptation of The Joker. Todd w- Phillips? Todd Phillips. Yep, that's what it is. Todd Phillips. So, yeah, Todd Farlan is Spawn. Um. What was I saying? Joker is... Oh, yeah. A so, essentially, comics. he just took the idea of the Joker and created it himself. From my understanding, it's kind of what, like, Christopher Christopher Nolan did with, like, the Batman, how he turned Batman into kind of a more realistic version and a realistic at- adaptation.
0: I mean, realistic is fine. It's still based on heavy Batman lore regardless. Right. It's but just I mean, the but look this, of it's realistic. This
1: Joker doesn't follow the comics which i'm okay with but it follows the philosophy of the joker himself which makes sense which like which i'm completely fine is completely justifiable so i'm 100 cool with that because then it also it takes away the stress of um what am i trying to say like the the stress from us fans to trying to compare it to anything comic book related or like the other jokers that have been in the past like because it's its own entity and its own kind of philosophy it's just like oh word okay i see the vision of what he was doing and then we at that point we can say whether it worked or whether it did not Um, i understand that
0: i just like to be able to compare
1: it like oh i see that
0: idea Mm -hmm. is grabbed from this story that's the only, honestly. That's why I watch most comic book things is because I, th- I like think to he might the be, connections. I, I
1: think he might be inspired by some elements, but there's no direct like storyline. So
0: that's fine. As long as I can see stuff, because like even when I watch Avengers, is like oh, Captain America picking up the hammer is something I know about in the comics. I love that idea. It's not like they just do it in the movie. Batman, uh, getting his bat back broken broken by Bane isn't something they just made happen. It's something that I can connect to the comics. Like, that's all I like to look at when I see comic book movies. I like those things.
1: Other comic book movie news. Thor 4 is happening. Uh, I'm going to murder this guy's name. The the director of Thor Ragnarok. Taika? Why? Nope, not even going to try. Anyway, that guy, he plays Korg, the rock guy. Um, yeah, he's on, uh, he's, he's on board. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say. He wow.
0: directed and played a character?
1: Yeah. So he, he, he directed oh. it and then he played, yeah, he plays, um, Korg. That's the rock guy. cool. Cause, well, it makes sense because he has such a small role. hmm But, That um, is true. Yeah. So he's on board. He's going to be writing the script and directing again, which yeah, we're all okay with. Everybody. So look I mean, out for that
0: more details I finally seen
1: Thor Ragnarok it was a pretty good movie it's you're the ju- best Thor movie you're just, ever well yeah no it's the best Thor movie but you're just fucking weird and don't like comedy so
0: that too but I also hate Thor so that, that was the biggest reason I didn't want to watch it yeah but, but, but this I movie re-
1: makes up for all the other stuff I mean from, for- from Thor Ragnarok on like I'm, I like Thor in Civil War Age of Ultron. I didn't like. I didn't really like him in his own movies. I didn't even see the second Thor movie, but um, I didn't really like him in the first Avenger movie. But Age of Ultron and Civil War, I liked him. And then from Ragnarok on, like I genuinely like liked the character. I mean, I love what they did with him in uh, and uh, Infinity. No, Endgame.
0: Endgame End is what made me like him and then I started reading the War of the Realms comics I've been reading, and then I was like, alright, I'll give Thor another shot, and I'll watch Ragnarok, finally. Watched it, and I was like, yo, alright, this thing is funny. I like Thor. He's cool. But that's it. If you give me any pre-Ragnarok Thor, I'll probably punch you in the face. Like, no, get that shit out of my... Get, get that out of here.
1: And Scarlet Hansen has stated that She's upset that, you know, or she thinks that she should be able to play any uh, role that, you know, that she's asked to or that she agrees to, uh, which I absolutely agree with, you know, like I don't think certain roles, you know, if she, because I know she got the (sighs) backlash. Backlash. She got the backlash for the whitewash. There we go. Um, of the Ghost in the Shell. Which, which... wasn't whitewashed. They're fucking cyborg robots. Which I, I listen, I get where the people are coming from. Yeah, but I think same... it's
0: blind rage. That's why I don't like it. Most of those people were like, I know Ghost in the Shell is an anime. I've never read it. I've never seen it. But there's a white girl playing the main character. I think that's wrong. That's my issue. I'm a big fan of Ghost in the Shell. i read... Every single issue that they have in manga, and I've watched every single animation, there's no issue with it. And the writer was just like, yeah, she can do it. Like the real writer, was like, I don't care, that's cool with me. I think she's a good fit.
1: I definitely agree with that when she was supposed to play that role of the tra- tra- transgender uh, woman, man, right? Because yeah. uh, the character originally was a woman and then became a male, so a transgender man. Um, and then she got backlash for that. And they were saying that they should hire a real transgender person. It's like, yo, all right. So if I want to cast a gay character, then I have to hire a gay actor. So like, I can try hiring gay actors, but if none of them can act, I'm going to hire a straight guy that can act gay acting. And, and at the <laughs> end of the day, it's like, it just really depends on what you're trying to get out of that actor. Cause define act gay. You know, like, I know a lot of gay people that are completely normal that you would never... Th- oh, yeah, I'm Wow, this is very, like, PC territory now. We're definitely going to offend somebody. But I know many people that you would never assume that they are gay. And then you find out they're gay and they're Based like... Based on the way that they act. Yeah. Like, the stereotypical gay guys are very feminine and like you know have talk funny or like whatever talk yeah. a specific way and then there's certain guys that are just gay and they're like total dudes and you would never know that you're like uh actually my chef one of my chefs at my restaurant um he's gay but like everyone works with them and doesn't know it's not like he hides it. He's he's like open about it. But like when you interact with him, you just never. Yeah, he doesn't
0: give off any type of vibe. Yeah, which most just people would any, think yeah, someone has just, to give he's off. He's just a, vibe. a cool
1: dude, and then like you, you'll tell him.
0: Here's another thing: Barry Allen is 100 percent straight, and I just mean that as in like if you read any of the comics, he has not once expressed a love for another male character. Ezra, dude, who plays Barry Allen, is gay. He's a gay guy playing a straight male so why can't a straight wait hold on say that again the dude who plays flash in the the movies the justice league he's not gay Ah, someone told me he was
1: no um wally's gay in the flash tv show
0: that's interesting yeah
1: wally's gay nah, not someone Ezra. all
0: right well whatever we're gonna say he is so i could just make this point
1: or he you know he. i think he's no he's just
0: uh very flamboyant I, I think, think they were going off his outfits from uh, one of the red carpets he was at or whatever.
1: I've, well, he's definitely a supporter of the LGBTQ. My boy was I know killing it. that I, he might. My boy has swag. He was like. He might be bisexual. I don't know. I don't want to assume certain things. Well,
0: if he is bisexual, Barry's not. Therefore, anybody can act.
1: I like how this headline says 18 things you didn't know about Jewish actor Ezra <laughs> Miller. Like, why do you have to. Define that he's Jewish. Barry's not Jewish. He's Jewish. See, the only time acting. Ge- oh, the gender queer star. I think. All right, so gender queer. I don't know, what the fuck is that supposed to mean now. Ah, they keep coming up with new words, and I don't know what they mean. I just want to know I'm if he's straight offending. or not. <laughs> <laughs> They're but, just offending everyone without even trying.
0: But the thing is, in my opinion, the only thing you have to worry about when you are casting is color or race if someone in the movie is meant to be black do not have a white person play the black person if someone is meant to be white do not have the white black person play the white person that's about it otherwise if you can act and you fit the description that is needed go act your ass off
1: all right going back on this whole ezra thing so there's a quote says On identifying as queer, Ezra explains, yeah, I absolutely, wait, well, hold on, no, I fucked that up, yeah, (laughs) all right, quote, yeah, absolutely, wish to say, I don't identify, like, fuck that, queer just means no, I don't do that, I don't identify as a man, I don't identify as a woman, I barely identify as a human. (sighs) (sighs) Just for once, just yes or no. I am this, I am not. <laughs>
0: hey, sorry for that loud little smash. Oh shit. Sorry for all those loud smashes. Um, I'm gonna put that in the description, and let y'all know that there's a couple loud smashes about 30 minutes in. But yeah, see that didn't answer it. But there we go. I mean hey, someone has a category for that, right? There's definitely a category somewhere for that. And my point is, you don't have to be 100% What the character is As long as you meet the color And you you make the person happy That's fine Although we all starting to find out that color doesn't mean anything Because of Little Mermaid Yeah she's black And she's Ariel Only reason I don't like that is because I you Ariel and black That's just my only thing I'm cool with the Black Mermaid
1: just... I like how they're mad that a majestic creature That isn't real is a certain color like i don't care about the creature it's just so i really i really, really, really want now. them to cgi her like fucking green <laughs> dead skin
0: turn it into a horror movie like fuck you guys we just changed the whole thing up but anyway on to our
1: trailers yes trailers so let me unlock my notes again because <laughs> i fell when i dropped my phone uh trailers so the trailer for cats came out and let me tell you it is quite disturbing i never saw the broadway show cats nor do i ever intend to uh my boy idris elba is in it and that's the only reason i want to see the movie but i won't so if you're a fan of cats get excited for that i know taylor swift is taylor swift is excited because she's in it yeah she loves cats her. So, any so, uh Top Gun Mavericks, which is the sequel to the original Top Gun, uh, the trailer came out. I never saw Top Gun. I know a lot of people are, you know, it's either you've seen it and you absolutely love it, or you've seen it and you don't care about it, or you just haven't seen it at all. We are two people that haven't seen that at all. Nope. So, yep. It, chapter two.
0: I'm very excited for that because I like the creepy clown dude. Um, it's just, I'm I'm a fan of the new It movie. A lot of people didn't like it, but I'm enjoying it, and it's really cool, and I'm just hyped.
1: Do you know who the clown is related to in the MCU? No. So, in Thor, the original Thor, the old professor? Yeah. That is clown's dad in real life. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Nice little acting family there
1: and i'm trying to think of his brother his brother is I'm trying to think what movie he was in recently you know tarzan yeah. the live action mm-hmm. that's his brother hmm. and there's one more but i can't remember wow what a whole in, family so. of fucking actors yeah no they're that's they're usually really good how that works yeah okay what else we got so movie called playing with fire it's a Nickelodeon film starring John Cena and Michael or Keegan Michael Key or whatever that guy's name is. Hmm. Um, it's it's a movie for kids. Um, there's a couple funny parts where I giggled at, but for the most part, uh, if, if it wasn't for um, Michael my, Key, my, well, God damn it! Now I gotta Google this guy's name because I don't wanna keep butchering it the whole time. Uh, key. I thought you wrote it down. I did, but who knows what I fucking wrote. Keegan-Michael Key. So if it wasn't for Keegan-Michael Key, then the movie really wouldn't be worth it. I mean, John Cena is kind of funny, but it's mostly uh, Keegan-Michael Key uh, doing all the heavy lifting. Also, uh, John Leguizamo's in it. I know you don't know actors. Nope. He's the guy that voices Sid in Ice Age.
0: I like Sid. Sid was a cool
1: guy. You ever movie. watch uh, John Wick? Yeah. First one? Once. You know when John Wick goes to the mechanic shop and to get his car fixed, the Spanish dude? Mm hmm. Yeah, him.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I, uh, I know what's going someone in the trailer. Yeah. He's, in there. yeah, he's funny. Yeah,
1: he's a cool guy. Uh, Hustlers, that is the J Lo and Cardi B stripper movie. I'm kind of with it. It is based on a true or inspired by a true story, or based on a true story a bunch of strippers uh, steal money from a bunch of rich, you know, Wall Street guys and, you know, crimes and what ensues. It's I guess if you're if if you want to watch kind of a fun movie I guess I'm with it because that know. trailer
0: actually made me laugh and I mean there's an Asian girl in there and then there's booty and money I'm with the shits because
1: a dope movie that everyone should check out definitely is Don't Let Go. Um, this isn't spoiling anything. This is everything that you find out in the trailer, but uh, it's essentially a uncle and niece relationship. And, they, you know, they have a really good relationship and the niece ends up, um, I think, dying in a drive-by or uh, she ends up getting murdered. And the uncle, you know, is and he's a cop and he's having, like, a difficult time um, kind of dealing with that. And all of a sudden he gets a phone call and it's his niece after, you know, she died already. So he picks up and it's his niece on the other line. And he's like, what? And he's like, yo, and he finds out, like, he's two days into the future. And so he's, like, in some different universe or world or whatever, like, talking to her. Um, And then he tries to solve her murder before it actually happens in her time. So it's a really cool kind of, I wouldn't really call it a sci-fi movie, but, like, a cool quantum world thriller so definitely check that one out the Kingsman's the Kingsman prequel called the King's man uh came out and it the trailer itself looks phenomenal oh, the that's a prequel yeah it's a prequel of like the organization of the Kingsman
0: okay that's dope yeah that's why that it's,
1: that's why it's called the King's man not the Kingsmen.
0: okay all right it makes sense now
1: and um I forgot Ralph, Ralph, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but some really good actors in it. It was shot beautifully, The great slow-mo, so I can't wait for that movie to come out. Then Super Size Me 2. There's a sequel to the original Super Size Me movie. The guy is not eating fast food for a month again. What he's doing is starting his own fast food restaurant Mm-hmm. And he's being like completely upfront and true about uh, everything the, the, the products and everything. So it's just kind of like how the fast food industry is lying to us, especially when they say like, oh, this is fresh and this is this is, you know, not frozen or whatever. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, his original documentary kind of like really shook up the um, the fast food world. So, and for TV show trailers, there's a really funny show coming out on HBO called The Righteous Gemstones. It's uh, George, I'm John Goodman, um, the one of the guys in Workaholics, Adam um, Devine, I believe his name is, and then one more guy who I can't remember his name. But he's in a lot of movies He's the guy in Pineapple Express With a neck brace
0: Oh, I know, i never seen the movie But I know you're talking about yeah. the trailer
1: uh, he's, he's in a lot of movies So, um, and essentially in that movie They play, uh, they're like a Christian Or some religious family They're one of those like super rich Christian preacher people And you know, comedy and drama ensues So it, it seems like a pretty good series So wait for that to come out
0: I know a trailer I didn't check but if you guys want to check it out cuz I think it do at at Comic-Con. Um what's my boy Kevin Smith Silent Bob and er- Oh
1: yeah yeah. Um that just released. It's um Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I think that's literally what it's called.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is what it is. But it just came to my mind and I wanted to cuz I know they they have a really good fan base of people. So I yeah, just it's to put it's, that out it's there.
1: called Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. A lot of celebrities are in it. They kind of parody some other stuff. Three Batman's. Um, I know in the film Silent Bob is played by Kevin Smith, and in the in the trailer they make like, oh, I heard this new movie is gonna be directed by Kevin Smith. Like it's gonna blow. Like so they they make fun of themselves essentially.
0: Shoot. All the um, all the Flash episodes that he did were freaking fire. I mean, I know they're just doing jokes at themselves anyway, but I just want to say, Kevin Smith's uh, Flash episodes were really good. You could see the ones that he did. I think he only did about three of them, though, but still.
1: On to TV shows.
0: Scream miniseries for VH1 called Scream Resurrection. I'm really... I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about this because... They had a Scream series that was on before, and it was really good. And then it just stopped, and they never bought it back. They said they were going to. And now I think this is they're bringing it back, but it's completely different. Um, there has no trailer for it yet. It's just an article. Netflix may be slowing spending on original content. I'm pretty sure they will because they also just lost Mad Subscribers, uh, which is about $17 billion worth. If I'm correct, which is nuts as hell, because Netflix is already losing money in general. They're spending more money than they have. They've been borrowing most of their money,
1: um, like business loans and stuff like that, for a lot of their production. They're still leading like in the industry, though, so it's okay. 20% of internet bandwidth is used uh, by Netflix.
0: I understand that, but it's also you got to make sure people are going to stay there long enough to give you your money back because they still aren't making that much money. A lot of these other people like Disney and HBO, they have had money for the longest, opposed to Netflix, who came in here on a loan, made good money for a bit and then screwed up. They should have just gave us high prices from the jump, to be completely honest. Um Netflix will also be producing a 2020 Pacific Rim anime, and it already has two seasons ordered, which is one of the best things Netflix has done, is anime. Because, man, their anime content is up there. And I'll give this Pacific Rim anime a try. I just wonder if it's going to, like, branch off from the movie, the second one, or if it's going to be its own thing.
1: I think it's going to be its own thing.
0: Good, because I heard that second movie wasn't that great. I mean, I don't... Did you watch
1: the do I've seen. I think I watched Cinemasins. Yeah. So wow. I essentially saw the movie. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it just like it, it. It. I really wish they had Charlie Hunnam and Idris Elba for the second film, and it was kind of like a direct sequel, not this sequel that's like set years into the future, and blah 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 blah. Um, also, Guillermo del Toro wasn't attached to the second film either, so. Um, but I think the anime might be pretty cool, though.
0: Uh, I'm gonna give it a try anyway. I like Netflix anime currently, it's pretty good. Batman Beyond potentially getting a Blu ray release this fall. I think it eventually got confirmed, though, yesterday during Comic Con. Yeah, it
1: got confirmed because I saw um, a side by side. Where, of the original and the the 4k i'm
0: lit am i can't wait for that i do miss batman beyond and i would like to watch it in better quality dc universe reportedly not shutting down as hbo max was announced which will house friends uh so many streaming options it's getting kind of nuts i mean not well, that H- i'm gonna
1: hbo get- already has its own like yeah but it provider so to speak
0: it's getting now it's hbo streaming i think and then hbo max is going to be its own thing which is going to be a little weird. I- I mean, I'm only getting it because I think HBO
1: Max is going to be, like, everything. Because I think they have a couple different things, so I think it's just going to, like, be the main hub. Okay, that would be Plus more. Kind of like his own Netflix thing as well, too. So. But, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Emmy nominations were dropped, and what's it called? Game of Thrones had, like... 37 nominations or something like that. Like, a total of, like, over 100 in its entire running, Um, which is just absurd. But uh, go check out the Emmy noms. I'm not going to say all of them because that will take some time. And I'm also too lazy, so. (laughs) Comics.
0: Comics. All right. Um, I don't know why I put the Netflix thing in there, but... Spider Man Far From whole, uh Far From Home Movie. Let's do that first. It's been a week since the movie came out, so they're getting spoiled. Okay. How'd you like it?
1: I thought it was one of the better MCU films, if not top three.
0: Yeah, it it to me to me everyone hates me, but I love it. Uh
1: I think it's better than Homecoming.
0: It definitely is better than Homecoming. I, I,
1: visually. Visually, yes. Um, story as well. I give it a solid 8.8 8 out of 10. The reason I'm not giving it a 9 is because I feel like the first quarter of the film was really rushed. Oh, excuse me. Um, I feel like they kinda of rushed it a little bit to get to Europe and whatnot, by the way, spoilers ahead. Um, so they they kinda of rushed the whole the the everyone the, from the Thanos' snap, they call it the blimp. And they kind of didn't really explain it but they did at the same time and they like rushed it and then next thing you know, like they're packing, they're in Europe on vacation. They didn't show a lot of the stuff that was in the trailers, which I'm okay with because I, I feel like sometimes you have to create things for trailers to create a little more background uh, t- for people to want to see the movie and then not have to show it in the movie, but at the same time, like don't show really cool scenes that I want to see like the full scene in the actual movie and you don't show any of it at all. So. But, uh, I yeah, to
0: check a video showing all the scenes that didn't make it. Because I do like to see what scenes they don't use that were in the trailer. Well, the
1: entire restaurant scene and the cops come and he's like, so you're the new Iron Man? He's like, how can I be the new Iron Man? when I'm yeah. too busy doing your job. Yo,
0: that... I forgot all about that scene after I finished the movie. But now that you mentioned that, I'm mad that that wasn't there. Yeah,
1: like I wanted to see like the full scene of like what happened. Because
0: it was pretty cool. I'm yeah. on vacation.
1: Yeah, yeah. But um, I feel like they rushed like quite a lot of it and then once they were in Europe and Mysterio was like finally introduced to, to Peter Parker from there on it kind of like timed itself properly yeah especially once you find like out to Mysterio yeah once you find out Mysterio and like his backstory and but not the one where Peter Parker knows like when when Mysterio actually like you find out that everything's a lie yeah like then it paces itself really well and the story is really cool then like at that point it gets really like dude i absolutely loved when mysterio started using the drones uh, just to to cause um um the destruction the, the, on the bridge not even no the just the the holograms there we go just like everything was a hologram like that was super cool and when spider-man was um when he was using it for Spider-Man and Spider-Man couldn't tell, well, like, what was real and what was fake. And then, mm-hmm. like, gets hit by the train. Like, that
0: was really one of my favorite scenes.
1: Yo, it was awesome. It
0: really felt Mysterio-ish. Like, when he first fought Mysterio, he wasn't sure, like, yo, what's going on? Why are, like, why are my spider senses going off? Oh, because everything's fake. Yeah. But um, I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. I do think that the my only issue with Spider-Man... Is he is a lap dog for Tony Stark, and I really hope they move away from him being Tony's little lap dog.
1: Well, it makes sense now w- once you find out that like that Nick uh, Nick Fury was the the scroll. Mm-hmm. So like it kind of makes sense why he was pushing so hard because like he didn't have like a lot of that background knowledge. But then again, like you got to remember, Nick it wasn't Tony Stark. It was Nick uh, Nick Fury was really treating him like that lap dog. Yeah, but Tony even Stark before only. That. Yeah, but Tony Stark always wanted him to be, like, better. So it wasn't that necessarily it was his lapdog. It was kind of like Tony was the general and Peter was, like, the new cadet in the army. And he was just, like, being, like, really strict on him, which made sense. Like, but Nick Fury, on the other hand, was just being, like, yo, I pay you, so do what I say, kind of a thing
0: thing is though, i'm for nick fury that's very nick fury so i'm not mad at that for iron man it's also because like this movie they changed up so much stuff to make iron man the face of marvel because to be completely honest spider-man should have been the face of marvel
1: well i think he will in phase two to be honest yeah
0: but he should have been the definitive face only because Ever since Marvel was a thing, Spider Man
1: was always the one who. But the problem is is that Sony had Spider Man for such a long time, and the MCU started. They couldn't do that. I totally
0: understand that. I'm just
1: saying, like, and Iron Man was the one who essentially created the MCU and the the films. (laughs) Yeah, and and all the villains that they were able to create based off that. I think also that was a really good thing that, like, from this movie, like, all the villains, or so to speak, were. in re and now that i look back like it's funny how because in the comics as well that's kind of like in batman this is also a thing with batman that like citizens and gordon like they'll always say like you know we didn't have real villains and monsters until you became batman and even like arrow like in, in the show arrow that like until he became Arrow, there were no real villains and whatnot. but ever since there was Arrow, then villain the villains came out. So it's like if Tony Stark never became Iron Man, then like the world would have never had all these big problems and, and all these villains and whatnot, you know like so besides besides like the alien invasion, but, but again, I yeah. So, what the, to, to go back to my point. What this movie did really good was the villains were essentially side effects of the bad side effects of Tony Stark, and Spider Man was the good side effect of Tony Stark.
0: I just want everyone to know that Tony Stark is actually the biggest villain in the Marvel. Basically, <clears throat> I just want y'all to know that. Like, it's it's a fact. Um, but yeah so I'll give that movie a solid 9 I enjoyed a lot of it it was extremely funny this kid is a really good Spider-Man he is a better Peter Parker than Andrew Garfield but a little under as far as Tobey Maguire because regular Peter isn't a jokester he's actually a very nervousish kid but I'll accept it because I really like this Tom dude he's cool now, comic news. Mm-mm-mm-mm, new female ninja turtle. New female ninja turtle, and she's gonna be in the comics. Um, I think I'm cool with that. I wanna. I think I'm gonna pick it up just to see how they write her in, cause that's my biggest thing. I mean, there was used to be a female ninja turtle before in one of the movies, but I wonder how they're gonna make this a main continuity thing. Well, this AC is just so good that it's making me tired. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to see how that how that turns out. I'm down for it. It's one of the things that slightly makes sense, as long as it's written well. So I'm here for it. Marvel is getting ready for yet another event this October, although it's a bit smaller. It's called Contagion, and we'll be in New York, and it will feature jessica luke cage iron fist the thing moon knight so mainly most of the people who are in a very confined area of new york will be the main people most of the people who don't get big uh comic book time yeah the thing does but he's in a four-man team moon knight though we don't see too much of him in the main continuity of things so seeing him in this comic will be great batman's grave is a comic that will be coming out which will feature uh i remember i'm trying to remember because i didn't write down everything that it featured but i do remember that it said it's going to technically be stories of it's a mini series and it's going to be stories of some of the most gruesome uh cases that batman ever had to follow And supposedly Batman is also dead in this comic book. And Alfred's just telling us a story. That's pretty cool. That's a new, like, way. And I'm for it. I'm for everything Batman. But I'm liking the way this is. I'll give y'all an actual date and a more detailed uh, analysis on that when I see some more information pop up.
1: Speaking of Batman, Batman was introduced into the Comic-Con Hall of Fame this year during san diego comic-con and speaking of san diego comic-con we will um next episode we will tell you all the news that came out of there
0: that's actually so now he has a star and now he's inducted to the hall of fame for comic-con because batman is the
1: best superhero period yes he is the shit and the joker is getting its own one-shot Called the Joker Year the Villain. It's gonna be priced at four ninety nine, and it debate it debuts. There we go, Wednesday October second. Um, I don't know if I said that it's forty pages, but it's gonna be forty pages, uh, which I am excited for. Which oh. it's dope because normally you're the villain, like um, especially like the offers that have been going on. Like there have been a bunch of one shots, but it's just like the last page. And it's just, like, a villain getting an offer from Lex Luthor. Uh, and not uh, I don't think anyone else really has its own one-shot, full, you're the villain. So far, from my knowledge, because I collected them
0: all. Yeah, I have them all. It's, it's, no one has it. Joker, it's all it's a part of own. their storylines. So,
1: that's, that's, can't wait for that.
0: Well, that's also because
1: joker deserves
0: his own one so we can really see what's up with him he doesn't it doesn't entangle him in a batman comic and then give us him like we really get the story of what joker's been doing because we haven't seen him much so that's really good um to finally be getting that and i mean i wonder how he's gonna respond to dead lex coming back and talking to him in a virtualish uh form
1: in well, I, hologram he, form. I don't think he's gonna get an offer because Joker knows Lex's plan. Like, because the League of Doom is still like following their plans and whatnot. So,
0: well, this also comes out in October. So yeah, yeah, it'll Joker, probably just be definitely imp- not, yeah, causing it's, some havoc. It's yeah,
1: some beautiful havoc. Uh, and lastly, so the current Power Rangers—I forgot what they're called—but the current Power Rangers that are on TV. They teamed up with Make-A-Wish Foundation to um, make a orange ranger for this kid who his favorite color is orange and he's battling some type of illness, I, which I also forgot. And his wish was, I guess, to become an orange ranger. And they made a nice little video for him, you know, um, cheering him on and saying that they have their support and uh, that he was an official ranger. Um, and then there, at the end, there was a photo of him with his little orange outfit on, which is, you know, cool for that man. Make-A-Wish Foundation does, uh, does a lot of cool things, so shout out to them.
0: On to Flash 73 and Flash 74, starting with 73.
1: Why don't we start with 74 and work our way back, hmm?
0: I mean, I, I think not everyone can understand that. Um, the Flash learns how to use his speed to extract a bullet from his body, which he got shot with in the previous issue. Then he later meets up with Turtle in Iron Heights and Turtle tells Barry he knows how he got his powers and then admits that he knows who Barry is, that he's the Flash. Barry rushes back to his lab and tries to see if he can figure out the bigger picture that Turtle has planned and stop the future from happening. And in the end we see Turtle from the future coming to the present with Barry chained up around his neck with a little fucking chain saying, I told you Flash I'd win. And that's the end of our 73 issue. And I thought that was nice. I thought Turtle's backstory was cool. He drained the life out of his parents, like most villains do. They just kill their parents because they were in the way. It's, I, um, If you were a villain, do you think you really would kill your parents?
1: Kill my parents? No. Yeah. I
0: I understand why they write it that way, but I don't really see a reason for me doing it. Like, I'll just run away. You ain't gonna find me if I run away. I'm a fucking supervillain what is my parents gonna do? Run in front of somebody who I'm about to kill? That's your fault. I didn't kill you. You killed yourself by trying to stop me from attacking.
1: So didn't he something happen and they happen to die and then he sucked their energy?
0: Yeah, well yeah, he discovered it but then like he had no remorse after it. Oh it like, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah, anyway. he, sh- yeah,
1: he he went a little evil and was just like, Fuck you guys.
0: Because they were trying to stop him, they thought he was obsessed with his research, and then he uh, put his hands on them and accidentally was like, "Oh, I suck your life." Okay, well, too bad. <laughs> um, but and then it was a really wild twist when Turtle showed back up at the end and was had Barry, future Barry, on chains, and it was just dope. I was like, "Yo, wait, what? This nigga really beat Barry?" But I mean, the dude can slow down anything. So it makes sense as to why he was easily able to destroy the Flash, in my opinion. Like, the fact that he slowed down everything. I just think that it's really cool that they're giving us this story in general. This is actually a really good story for the Flash. To me, since maybe negative speed force area, godspeed area. Yeah, actually. In my opinion, this is a, the next best arc. I enjoyed the godspeed thing. That was the last thing that I really, really liked from Flash excluding the button
1: yeah i mean this is cool because it's it's really original and it's kind of a reboot without or it's an origin story without being like a reboot so to speak kind of thing so
0: and then in our next issue flash 74 uh flash tries to run to turtle who came back with barry and fails because he keeps slowing down so then he tries to sit there and think of something So he ends up distracting him a little bit, running in there, saving old Barry, bringing him back to the lab. And Barry, old Barry's just sitting there like, yo, I'm going to die soon. And I need you to know, you should just give up. Like Flash, yeah, give up. I know we always wanted to be a hero, but it ain't going to work like that no more. And we should call it quits because this ain't going to work. And Barry's just like, yo, you're bugging mom always told us to never give up all the heroes that we read never gave up so then he runs back into the fray and now he's using the costume that is stuck inside the flash ring which is dope because he was building that Yeah, it through the comic passing you can see him building it over the past, uh past few comics and he came up with the idea to shoot the ring I mean to have the ring shoot out a costume so it was nice seeing him build that nice seeing him use it and then he ran up to meet up with Old Turtle. And then out from behind comes Current Turtle. So now he's being attacked by two turtles. So in my opinion, I'm thinking that's double the slowdown. I don't know how the hell you he going to get past it. I think the next issue is going to be the last issue for this story arc. And that's going to be a little nuts.
1: Well, the, you just said the last next issue is the last, right? Yeah, for this story yeah. arc, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yep, it is. Which would be 75 which makes sense because batman's on 75 these are on par they try to stay close um and also i'm pretty sure flash is going to have to enter the year of the villain thing soon too but i did like this issue too i mean it's getting it the climax is getting up there i it's one of those issues where it's like i really don't know what's going to happen to flash he the, the future flash just got captured you're an unexperienced flash fighting too i mean
1: he'll definitely i think the uh old older flash is gonna get enough um energy or energy life back. and and come back and and do something but, i wouldn't be um,
0: surprised because it's a superhero comic yeah but i love the idea of the way they're ending it it's kind of like how is he going to win yeah because if the old flash got beat up the new flash definitely logically would get beat up
1: yeah but then it's also like i it they're making it seem like the old Flash kind of like lost the hope and where yeah. this one is is it's just the start of his like hopefulness. Like this is the bear we have that's always has hope and like so um it's this is really gonna be coming that becoming of like the flash. Like I can definitely I can I'll put a dollar down that at some point next issue turtle's gonna be like i'm paraphrasing but it's gonna be like but how did you beat me and flash is gonna be like because i'm the flash and like he's gonna like run off or do some shit like
0: cheesy but yeah. i can see it um i was going to oh this changes in my opinion i feel like this changes flash um a little bit of his life in a sense unless what the what the dude who gave who made Flash, because remember, someone made Flash see the his origin over again because there's something he needed to remember from that time. Because we have been in this arc for a while. But before this arc started, someone was in Flash's house and he was like, I'm going to make you see. Still a mysterious man. We don't really know what he's doing, but he wants Flash to figure something, to realize something. So what I'm getting at here is... I definitely don't remember that. Yeah, it was like really. It was at the last part of the issue, and dude actually sent him back in his brain technically. But uh, with the my thing is this technically, if I feel like this changes a lot of the things for the Flash, because are we saying that originally he was always meant to meet his future self and then beat? Well, he's.
1: Well, yeah, they made it seem like there's always a loop, so everything that Barry's doing is like destined to be but then again Barry's always breaking timelines and causing new things. Yeah, it's like so. I'm just
0: wondering like is this technically new for when Barry was this young was this new was this not supposed to happen and it accidentally happened or does he always no matter what run into the future, run back, fight two turtles and save himself? Like that's all. Um that's the only thing that gets tricky with timeline stuff, like things that get altered. I mean, I still like it, but I just like to know as much as possible.
1: I think that with Flash, it's like one of those things where you just can't look into the timeline stuff too serious between comics and TV show.
0: Um, On to Detective Comics 1006. Back into a deeper detective route for our Cape Crusader, Batman is asked by Spectre himself to help investigate the death of a detective and a random man along with Finding Jim Corrigan Who has been kidnapped By people wearing cloaks Or ghosts My opinion is This issue was great I love uh, the Spectre stuff Because Spectre is bloody He is God's
1: judgment He's essentially what Batman would have been Without His morals, like, morals. Yeah. yeah You're just like Oh you killed someone Bloody you to
0: death Eye for an eye Like that's what I love about the Spectre Um and Batman is hitting like straight up detective mode. It was really cool when the Spectre was looking for him and like he grew up mad tall. He was like, "I did this so you could see me. No one else can see a big ass green yeah. guy." It's like, "Nope. I did it for you. Only you can see." And uh but it's cool because Batman doesn't like the Spectre because of the way that he works. But he understands him. And Spectre knows Batman doesn't like that shit. So like it's just funny seeing
1: them work together forcefully. Yeah, it's it's cause like, or no, it was. I don't know if it was. Last one was one hundred six, right? Um,
0: no, last one was one thousand seven.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, that episode. I mean, that uh, issue was funny when Batman was like, "All right, I'm helping you, but under one condition: like, we don't kill." Yeah, And he was like, fine. And then, like, I think Spectre was, like, beating the shit out of someone. And then Batman was like, yo, remember. And he was like, I remember. Just fucking him up real good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so in the uh, issue following this, they find Jim Corrigan. And they find the whole cult. And this is really just a filler comic so far. That's what it seems like. Yeah. But, um... Because it's just a small two-story arc. Doesn't really seem like anything else is happening. Just a random murder. We're not sure yet, but that's what it feels like. Uh, They find Jim Corrigan. They beat up all the people there. And they free him. And at the end, Batman's like, yo, Spectre. Don't ever come back to my fucking city again. And Spectre's like, sure. I don't like Gotham anyway. Or at least Jim said that. Now that they're back in the host. But I do like it. It was really good. Nice action-packed. Felt very detective-y. It goes by the name of Detective Comics, because as I always say on here, that's the one thing I love about Batman. I love when he's in detective mode. That's the greatest part of him, because, I mean, that's when you see, like, for me, it's like when you see the surprise on Batman's face, because he's looking for something that he's not sure of. So when he finds it, he has different emotions that you don't normally see, because he really feels like a detective. Each new clue just gets you closer to something, like
1: uh to talk about the how it's the last issue and it's kind of filler i just looked ahead of what the next one was about and it's uh jokers on the front and it it's a tie-in for year of the villain oh yeah i seen that somewhere
0: and i'm happy so yeah it definitely was a filler yeah it was just a little filler space it out with year of the villain because you know comics are like tv shows they have a number of comics they want written in a certain way yeah so that makes sense i'm cool with that i can't wait because i've really i've been waiting to see the joker come back honestly like dang we haven't seen the joker in detective comics since rebirth started um since metal yeah that was about it and he was only there for momentarily yeah
1: and then we seen him when he he got scared of uh who laughs and he was in Batman. That's really it. But then he was only in Batman for the wedding. He hasn't really been. Mm. <laughs> and uh, the new run of um, Justice League for ever since No Justice. Like the whole Legion of Doom thing. Mm-hmm. He's here and there.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I can't wait for that issue. That's going to be
1: a good talking.
0: Um, Batman number 74. The journey to the pit of resurrection continues with Bruce and Thomas carrying a... Uh, protector of Roz's uh, pit, this resurrection pit. Roz has people, very, very skilled assassins guarding the specific pit so no one else can use it. And with the body of Martha, who's in a coffin. The whole issue is implemented and explained in the story that Bruce would, sorry. Throughout this story, there is a story that Thomas would read to Bruce And that's what's talked about throughout the whole story until they make it to the pit. And they make it to the pit, and they get down there, and Bruce is like, all right, so you want to trade this dude's life for my mama's life? Well, guess what? That ain't going to happen. Because I buried my mom when you were sleeping, and I don't kill people. So, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. And then we break out into a really dope fight at the end of the issue.
1: Well, the the story has to do with essentially the pit as well. It's uh, symbolic and it's a representation. The story was essentially how it's a squirrel, a pig, a fox. No, a, a squirrel, a hare, a fox, a wolf, and a pig. They all, they're going somewhere, I don't know, to a church or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they fall into this hole. And so they know they can't get out and they figure that they're gonna have to eat one another to survive. So then they come up with games and like whoever loses like gets eaten. So the first game is like whoever um, can sing a note the longest uh, wins or like the loudest or something like that. So it's like the squirrel and the hare die first, they get eaten. And then, like, the next thing is who has, like, the deepest, like, roar or growl or something. And then the wolf dies. So then it's the fox and the pig. And while they're eating the wolf, the fox, um, he saved some um, skin from the wolf and some of, like, the meat from the wolf for later. So then once they were done eating the wolf, it's just the pig and the fox. And then the pig sees the fox still eating food. He's like, yo, like, how come you didn't share some of the wolf with me? He's like, no, this ain't the wolf. This is, I'm starting to eat myself. Like, you should do it yourself too. And then the, so he picked, he tricks the pig into eating himself. So that then the pig dies and then the fox eats the pig. And then the fox is left alone. And the whole story is like, does the fox ever get out? You don't know. And Thomas was questioning himself uh, that he created batman's dark darkness essentially by always reading him that book because bruce wayne always wanted thomas to read that to him as the bedtime and would literally like beg him to read it
0: take note thomas here is thomas from earth two yeah so just take that note he was reading it to his earth two child
1: No, Thomas is from Earth 2. Yes. Right, but Thomas from Earth 1, I mean, Bruce Wayne from Earth 1 essentially had the same thing.
0: Yes, but the reactions of... Because Thomas was saying that because of this, Bruce now came out the way he is, thinking that Bruce is the exact same Bruce, mentality-wise, from Earth 2.
1: Yeah, but Earth 2 Bruce died as a child.
0: Yeah, I know, I'm just saying that... Thomas is weird, and he's like, yeah, no, that's the reason why you are the way you are now in this other Earth. But then that's when Batman explains. Right, but Batman from Earth-1
1: was being read the same story. Yeah, he was being
0: read the same story. It just didn't have the same effect as Thomas thought it had. Oh,
1: okay, that's where you're going. Okay, I didn't understand what you were saying. Got it. Anywho, So, and so Thomas just didn't understand how it really affected... Um, Bruce and then once they were in the pit Bruce explains like what you don't understand was that that story didn't teach me about like um, fear or hopelessness or whatever it actually was the opposite and it taught me hope because I always hoped that the Fox always got out or like I knew it was impossible but I always believed for the impossible kind of a thing so, um, and then at the end of the issue of uh, 74, right? 74 was the last one? 74 was the last um. Yeah, because 75 was City of Bane. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the uh, 74, we see a, a hand come out of the pit. We just don't know who it was. We transitioned into 75, Batman 75, which is your City of Bane, which... That was a very interesting comic.
0: Yeah, I love that. The um, City of Bane kicks off with the wildest twist imaginable in my head. I mean, of course, unless you want to go exactly by the title, the city is literally run by Bane, and villains are under his command. We find out that Bruce Dit wasn't the one who made it out of the pit first; it was Thomas, and he is the new Batman, striking fear into everyone in the town. The town is being policed by the villains, most of them, anyway. Some of them still rebel, like Two-Face. And Batman is over here fighting crime with Gotham Girl as his technically new Robin. Which is... Did Bruce ever figure out how to stop her from dying the more she uses her powers? Because Thomas is essentially killing her. I... uh, This is where it's
1: confusing because I
0: thought she died. No, she didn't. He sent her somewhere. It wasn't sanctuary, though. He just sent her away.
1: And then maybe it's secured, I don't know. I don't really remember what happened to uh, Gotham girl last.
0: They kind of just, like, put her off with Duke somewhere, and then they never talked about her again much. Um, they mentioned her, but didn't talk about her. But anyway, yeah, so he's over here fighting crime and shit, and in the background of this issue, we have Bane talking to someone, which ends up being Lex Luthor, and at the end, we see Bane is saying... He has everything he wants except for uh, he wants the government away from Gotham. He wants Gotham to turn into technically like the video game Gotham City boarded away from everyone else and he wants no type of as long as no one comes in here who's not supposed to whether it's superheroes the military or anybody then he's good all he wanted he took the one thing no one else could take which was batman city but something that uh alfred said to thomas was he's coming back and i feel sorry for you when he does (laughs) no one takes his city and everyone thinks that it's all goody goody right now because Batman's coming. Oh, Batman's going to come back and whoop ass. Throughout this issue, we see Batman walking in the snow looking for a specific person who seems very important. He finds out that that person is no longer here, possibly dead, and gets his throat slit by a little kid and then knocked over the head by another kid.
1: Um. And, and he gets all his clothes taken too, so he's freezing right now. Yeah, and then he gets approached
0: by the cat. Selena Kyle. Didn't
1: say no. <laughs> my bad.
0: Class phones off, please. <laughs> um, and Selena Kyle picks him up. So my only thing is, I need to figure out what the fuck Selena is doing, because we see that in the earlier issues, Thomas was talking about how Bane used her or manipulated her she wasn't too married she does love bruce she wanted to marry him but oh never mind i just answered my question so she didn't want to marry him she loves him but bane and thomas made the plan to send her friend over to selena to convince her that batman would not be happy even if he got married which is actually false batman could still be batman at least that's what batman batman thinks But they convinced Selina to think that Batman would never be happy as long as he is not Batman. So she left, which lured him towards being closer and got him broken. She comes back to rescue him because she found out, in my head, I'm assuming she found out, everything was just a big game. And she wants her man to come back and take over Gotham like it's supposed to be taken over. So this issue was really good. I loved it. I can't wait to see what goes on throughout the City of Bane thing because this whole thing is just nuts and the tag on to the year of the villain It just so massive.
1: Is it a five-part series? The City of Bane?
0: Uh, I th- believe it's going to go on to 85 because that's when Tom King finishes his run. There's no way it's going to be a 10-issue story arc. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's probably going to be... Five or more. It'll be and then dope the last if they three. do
1: like from Bane's side, like if they if they have like a little Bane storyline in this as well. Like they mm-hmm. obviously it's like Batman doing his thing, but then if they like Let me see what Bane's doing, yeah, in the like his with. plan, his plans, and like what he's been really been up to ever since. Um, what's that prison called? Uh, Santa Prisca Yeah, like every everything he's been like planning up. That'd be kind of cool.
0: I would like that. Also, this to me this is a Dark Knight Rises but better, right now.
1: Oh, the, like the I was thinking of um. Nightfall. No, the 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 the, the old man, um, Batman and uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight
0: Returns, where he was old and he was fighting. Yeah, the him. comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, like the movie, but better. Yeah, yeah. Was,
1: he was broken in his spirit, and... There's a pit, yep, and Bane. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that feeling, too, when I was reading it.
0: But I'm liking it. This issue's is really, really good. Um, did you happen to read Nightwing? I did not. Do so you mind if I spoil it? Mm, I
1: do. Alright. Just, dude, just spoil the end. The the well no because does the does the offer have to do I, with the I actual issue? I have to issue?
0: spoil the issue to tell you the offer. No. Damn. All right, you gotta catch up because. Wait. What was the last thing in Nightwing that you read? Do you remember anything? Did you read anything that had to do with him getting shot in the head? Yeah. Okay. So you know that.
1: Yeah, he's shot in the head, and then there's another. There's a new team of um. Nightwings. Of Nightwings or whatnot, and then um Joker's daughter supposedly like I'm on the issue where like Joker's daughter is here. Like she was like teased in the ending of the last one and like this is the issue where she's here. Okay, so you don't
0: know the fate of Nightwing yet. No. All right, so I'll leave it alone. Damn it. That's my right, set so...
1: bitch. <laughs> no,
0: continue. Leave just... Britney alone. All right, Justice League 28. Lex and Jean are having a long talk while the other uh, main members of the Justice League go out to find Anti-Monitor. The issue is a lot of talking and a lot of dialogue. Everyone's trying to figure out... It's a little more backstory issue. Yeah, it's more prepping and stuff. Because it really gets good the closer to the end when we have Shane trying to link with Starman's mind. And Starman starts screaming. And Shane asks... Did you find him? What's up with everybody? And Jaro was just like, you don't want to know, buddy. So what happened was, when that happened, he linked to everybody and he found out that Martian Manhunter just merged with Lex Luthor, technically dying. Basically. And, um, Hawkgirl was trapped so she couldn't save him. But Lex saved, gave her a message to send to the rest of the League. He's back.
1: Which is fee five fo
0: And... <sighs> The Legion of Doom tried to attack the heroes, but the Forger saved everyone by slamming his hammer down and supposedly teleporting everyone out of the planet they were on. So we don't really know what happened to Batman, Wonder Woman, and a couple of the other League people, but that's what's going on there, and... I really can't wait for the next issue, because this was just nothing but hype, yo. This yeah, like, it really build good. build-up.
1: Yeah, just really good build-up. I think the next issue might be a little more of a build-up as well, and then two issues from now is when, like, when shits get popping. Because what number was that?
0: That was number 28. Yeah,
1: so I feel like 29 might be another one, and 30 is gonna be, like, a good one.
0: Well, the offer is technically over, so... I do believe the next one the next two are going to be the good ones.
1: Yeah, but the thing about the Justice League is like it involves the Legion of Doom, so it's the main storyline of what's going on with uh, Perpetula.
0: Mhm. I mean, because I-
1: event Leviathan is a side thing which is like parallel with Perpetula, but it's it's a little side mission thing. And Perpetula like it, it's going to have its own like one shots, but again, it's gonna be, um, um, what's it called? Ba Tie-ins related. Justice League is like the main story arc.
0: Um, did you read Event Leviathan too? Yeah. Red Hood. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. So here we go with this bullshit again. So who is the possibly the main villain? Possibly Red Hood. Again. So we have our team of detectives here, the question, but there's a lot of freaking people here. I can't remember them off head, but of course they're led by Batman, technically. And Batman's sitting on this roof talking to Jason and he's telling him about all the stuff that he's come up across and all the information. And then at the end of this conversation, Batman's just like, so tell me Jason, why'd you do it? And then he's like, huh, me? Why would it be me? Okay, yeah, it's me. Because everyone just pops up out of the shadows. And well, he
1: didn't really... He ad- didn't... He didn't admit to it. He was just like, deuces, and hey, he, like, dipped.
0: On. That's that's admitting to me. Jason running off, like, Batman was prepared to talk. All that talking that he was doing, Jason could have just stopped him and said... But what if
1: it's not the right, real Jason, man. though?
0: All right, that's that's understandable. But that's why they're trying to capture him. But Jason jumps off the building and everyone just like chases after him and then the issue just stops there so we're trying to figure out what's up i mean i'm loving this because again i'm a big fan of the detective people in dc comics because the way they do their stuff is so great like when elastic man was talking to leviathan in the morgue
1: yo shout out to plastic man plastic man's a g
0: (laughs) yo he was keeping it cool the whole time It was kind of funny when he was talking to him. And then he was like, what? Sorry, what would you say? I didn't hear anything you just said. I blinked out when you said this. (laughs) It was just mad funny. But Plastic Man is really cool. Or Elastic Man is really cool. Um, I like the way Question does stuff. Question uh, was in the hospital trying to talk to Lois Lane's dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. too many old people i can't keep track really funny because he's in there and then the dude who works for leviathan came in there to try and kill the guy he get grabs a gun from his bed grabs a gun from his bed and then he shoots the intruder dead and then he aims the gun at question and then gets ready to shoot him after he's like ah thanks to have you back colonel nice to finally meet you And then pow, shoots him. But question lives, of course. But it's just so funny. Like that scene was was pretty dope. But I'm really loving this. I love the aspect of it. And huh. I need to know what the hell happened to to Batgirl. Cause remember when everyone was getting uh caught by Leviathan technically.
1: She disappeared. She just
0: disappeared. Yeah. He captured her and he captured Oliver Queen, but he only talked to her. Yeah, but Oliver Queen escaped. Well, not escape. He... No, he just dropped him back off. He was just like, yeah, whatever. I don't believe Oliver Queen escaped. But Barbara stayed after seeing who was under the mask. And I really want to know what it is because it has to be someone who's uh, a part of the family or has watched the family closely because they have the same methods as most people who hate the family. Spoiler: She left because she didn't think Batman was effective and because he, she thought he was harming everyone. Jason Todd, in every iteration of him hating Batman, thought that Batman wasn't effective, that he wasn't helping anyone, and he kept putting people in danger. Like, who else could it be? It has to be a Batman person. But although if they write it well enough, I won't be mad. Yeah. And that's my only thing, when it, when because I can understand why it's one of them. There's not too many people who know how Batman works and who knows all this information, so fine. But man, I really want to see how he got to Amanda Waller, how he got to that, uh, not Amanda Waller, that other chick. Remember at the uh, first of Event Leviathan, there's a black chick in the museum and this dude was using the face modifier. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want yeah. to know how he got to her. Like, all po- supposedly a lot of the people that he got to are very, very top security secret people. There's not many people in DC Comics that I can think of that have that authority. So that's one of the greatest things about this event. Like, It's just really cool to see how the fuck all this shit's happening.
1: That's an issue. I mean, this is a series that's also... It's just like, it's going to fuck shit up. Oh, it is.
0: But we'll see how they deal with it. I just read an article that they're going to start making... That they're going to make an official timeline for everybody because they realize...
1: Yeah, they really need to. It's getting super complicated.
0: Because here's the thing. Their events are being... They're being released in proper order. The only issue is...
1: There's just too much cross-issuing between, like, Batman alone, between Detective, Batman, uh, Event Leviathan, Justice League, Perpetula, Mm -hmm. Year of the Offer, City of Bane. Like, it's just way too much going on. Where does
0: Batman stand? Like, listen, Batman and Detective, it's easy to differentiate those two. Fine, we could do that. But when you start putting both of those into the same crossover, like you're the villain. Yeah. Then it's like, where's Batman during here? Where's Batman during here? And where is he during Justice League? Because that's three different stories that he's in that take place at three different times. Other than that, they're doing a good job. As far as release, everything's releasing in order. It just, what the fuck? Um, so that's that. Now it's time for our recommendations. I only have one, which is a comic book. Bitch,
1: not recommendations yet. I gotta tell them what's coming on this week. Oh, next I'm week.
0: I'm sorry, here well, I'm gonna bring you over to Rob.
1: So, DC Comics that shall be coming out Wednesday, July 24th. Superman Action Comics 1013, which is a You're the Villain Offer tie-in. And Batgirl, speaking of Batgirl, You're the Villain to Offer. And that's Batgirl's number th- issue 37. Batman Beyond 34. The return of Batman the White Knight, except it's Batman Curse the White Knight, uh, which is part of DC's Black Label. If you have not read Batman the White Knight yet, definitely do that. It's a great read. It's only seven, eight, seven or eight issues. I think it's 8, eight issues. issues. It's a great read. Definitely do it. I give it a 5 out of 5, honestly. Oh, it's 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 solid. Uh Detective Batman Detective Comics 1008, Year of the Villain, the Tie-in. Um let's see what else we got. We have Justice League Dark number 13, which is also a tie-in for Year of the Villain, the Offer. And Martian Manhunter issue number 7, The Flash 75. And it's an exercise anniversary issue, which is going to be the year one finale, as we said earlier. The Terrifics, number 18, which is also Year of the Villain tie-in. Wonder Woman 75, guess what? Year of the Villain tie-in. And that is all for DC Comics coming out Wednesday, July 24th, 2019. Now, recommendations.
0: Uh, My one recommendation is a comic called Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Serious Earth. It is drawn so beautifully, so dark and creepy, and I believe it is a Grant Morrison comic. And bro, it's really beautiful dark lore into Arkham Asylum and showing you how crazy it gets there. And like, it's just really nuts. You can feel the insanity in the dc landscape when you read that book and armadeus arkham it tells you more about him and how he came to make arkham asylum it's just a bunch of dope shit, and i really recommend it you can get it at your local bookstore or on amazon of course i don't have the price for you this isn't retail but
1: Are you waiting for me? Yeah. Uh, The only recommendations I have is a movie which we told you guys to check out the trailer not too long ago, which is called Point Blank. Um, It stars Clarence from Eight Mile, also known as um, Red uh, Red Falcon. No Falcon. Uh, Just Falcon. Just Falcon. Um, The new Captain America. Yeah, the new Captain America, and the guy who plays Crossbone in the MCU as well. Uh, it's it's an okay movie. Um, it's something that I was watching like while eating lunch, getting ready for work. It's not like a super serious movie. It's not great. The action is pretty good. Uh, Clarence does a really good job of like he's he's really funny. Um, Crossbone is. He's a really good actor as well, like an action actor, so he does a good job. I can see him playing, like, uh, a version of the Punisher as well, like an older version of the Punisher. He's 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 cool. So, uh, yeah, otherwise I haven't had time to really do anything.
0: That's understandable. You haven't even had time for the podcast.
1: Nope. <laughs> oh,
0: actually, I do have another recommendation for you guys it is a podcast itself if you like story podcasts and you really need something to listen to after you're done listening to us to get you through the day and you like things that are slightly horror i recommend listening to the darkest night it is a three season 10 (coughs) episodes each podcast about um this company that can see the last moments before someone dies using their eye and then placing it into a box. And it is really freaking dope. Like I've been listening to it all week. That's kind
1: of a um, that was a Black Mirror episode, I think. Um where when someone dies, you they like everyone has like a trip in their head or something and you like recall like their the last like twenty four hours that they seen or some shit. I know like what that. episode you're talking about. This one's it, it's similar to that except for
0: That's, like, the base of this company. That's exactly what they do. And then they end up having to find out... um, Or this girl, she keeps throwing up conspiracy theories. And it's just really dope. I don't want to give y'all guys too much stuff, uh, too much spoilers about it. But it's a really, really, really good podcast I've been listening to. This is not a sponsorship or anything. It's just our normal recommendation. Freaking fire.
1: I mean, if anyone wants to sponsor us, that's cool.
0: Yeah, that's totally fine. I mean, Xbox see Apple. All right, guys. Have a good one. Catch you next week. Peace.